Welcome. My name is Gemma Cutting and I'm really proud to welcome you all to Liverpool today to the public launch of the Pandemic Institute and what a stunning building we're in this morning, the Spine. It's not only one of the world's healthiest buildings, but it will also be the global administrative headquarters for this new Pandemic Institute. Now, we have a packed agenda with some very distinguished guests who will be telling you more about the Institute, including its director and the person without whose funding this would not have been possible. Now, it's worth us reflecting on the fact that this face-to-face -face event is something that we would not have been able to have hold during the height of the pandemic. It's been an incredibly difficult time for all of us over the last 18 months. And I guess for some of us, this is gonna be the first breakfast launch or event of any kind like this that you'll have attended in quite a long time. We're here to bring some light after the darkness of the last couple of years. And this is a hugely significant moment for the city, the nation, and indeed the world. What we've all experienced has truly been life-changing. Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome. I'm Professor Matthew Bayliss of the University of Liverpool and the director of the Pandemic Institute. And it gives me great pleasure to host this launch today. We intend that today ushers in a new dawn in pandemic preparedness and resilience, ensuring that never again is the world caught out in the way it has been by COVID-19. Whilst the level of devastation brought by COVID-19 is rare, zoonotic diseases, those that spill over from animals into humans, uh, are common in, in human populations. In just the last 20 years, SARS and MERS, H1N1 and H5N1 influenzas, Ebola and Zika, are just some of the diseases that have spilled over and spread through our communities, each with their own consequences and life-changing impacts. Unfortunately, COVID-19 is unlikely to be the last major threat to global public health. The Pandemic Institute offers a new approach to recognizing, understanding, and managing these events. We're developing an end-to-end -end approach, working across pandemic prediction, prevention, preparation, response, and recovery. No other institute has specialist capability across the pandemic lifestyle in this manner, which is vital in enabling a joined-up, holistic approach to pandemics in the future. This is more than just about science. This is an opportunity to bring together the ecosystem of research, technology, policy, and education to deliver a brighter and more resilient future. COVID-19's devastating impact continues across the world. And whilst the UK is seeing the benefit of large-scale vaccination, other countries are not yet so fortunate. The Pandemic Institute will support work globally, from the early identification of the next virus or pathogen, to the on-the-ground response, to ongoing support with recovery. Our friends and colleagues across the globe will not be left behind. We are here in the Spine, Liverpool, one of the world's healthiest buildings and the headquarters of the new institute. 
Liverpool has led the way nationally through COVID-19 in community testing, event piloting, and more. The academic, health, and civic ecosystem is experienced in agile public health responses and provides a strong foundation for the Institute. However, Liverpool is just the beginning. Our partnerships with other UK universities and the international networks are the beginning of a world-leading response in the future. I would like to ex extend my deepest gratitude to the founding partners for their commitment and unrivaled collaboration for the good of the Institute. To the Institute's operational team and Peter PricewaterhouseCoopers, who've worked tirelessly over the last six months to establish the Institute. And finally, to our colleagues from Innova Medical Group, who have kindly and generously provided a significant initial investment, have supported us through the journey so far, and who have given their time to travel here to be with us today. Thank you, Professor Bayliss. As the Professor just alluded to, none of this would be happening without our next panellist. Daniel Elliott is the president and CEO of Innova Medical Group. His company makes the COVID-19 test that we've all been using over the last year or so. He's also had the longest journey to get here, traveling over from Pasadena in California, which shows just how committed he is to this project. A very warm welcome to you, Daniel Elliott. of Innova Medical Group, I'm excited to be able to start this journey with you here in Liverpool uh, for the Pandemic Institute and continuing our role and responsibilities in responding to the COVID-19 pandemic. Innova has supported many countries around the world, including the UK, to manage and recover some elements of normality following, following COVID-19. It has been our privilege to lead the developing ecosystem of rapid diagnostic and screening tests we experience today, along with digital reporting and tracing applications to help manage the crisis. Nova is committed to improving pandemic outcomes globally, and we were attracted to Liverpool after being impressed by the unparalleled amount of large-scale pilot research and programs and the guidance on global public health policy that Liverpool provided during the COVID-19 pandemic. Throughout the last 18 months or so, we have seen firsthand the impact of the health inequalities have led on, that have had on communities. Whether it be access to testing or healthcare services, we must learn and react appropriately to support livelihoods around the world in this country and others. I'm personally committed to supporting communities to be resilient in the face of ongoing challenges, not only in the current pandemic, but when facing future threats to global public health. I will commit to supporting organizations that will make a difference, and it is clear now that pandemics are the biggest threat to health of the world's population. And that is why we are excited to support Liverpool's partners with the Pandemic Institute which has the potential to save lives and improve health outcomes for communities across the globe. I am therefore proud and honored to announce an initial 10 million pound donation on behalf of Innova Medical Group to the Pandemic Institute 
to begin our partnership and our journey together to ensure the world is never unprepared again for events such as COVID-19. Thank you. Thank you, Daniel Elliott. Today's announcement about the Pandemic Institute is a huge moment for Liverpool, but an equally significant moment for the UK too. The next person we will hear from is someone who has held a seat at the top table of government at the height of the pandemic. Dr Jenny Harries was the Deputy Chief Medical Officer, who, along with Professor Chris Whitty, became one of the most watched and most familiar faces on the radio and TV airwaves during the height of the crisis. She is now Chief Executive of the UK Health Security Agency and Head of NHS Test and Trace. Dr Harries was unable to join us in person today, but she was very keen to send her best wishes, so let's take a look at her video message. Agency. COVID has had a huge impact, not just on our health systems, but on our communities as well. And sadly, that pandemic risk will stay with us. So I'm delighted to be contributing to the launch of the Pandemic Institute in Liverpool, which is recognising the importance of partnership work with academia, with health organisations and with civic society. And I look forward to working with the Institute in the months to come. An endorsement there from Dr Jenny Harries, the Chief Executive of the UK Health Security Agency. Now, we've already heard about the significance of the Pandemic Institute here in Liverpool and across the UK, but it will also have global reach, working with teams on the ground around the world. These global alliances are what will make this institute truly unique. So I'm delighted to introduce our next speaker, Professor Henry Mwandumba, a clinical researcher from Malawi. Thank you, Gemma. Good morning. Um, and uh, thank you to the uh, Institute, my fellow panelists, uh, and to you all uh, for allowing me to share this uh, exciting day with you. My name is Henry Mwandumba. I'm a professor and acting director of a clinical research uh, program based in Blanta, Malawi. I personally and um, my, our program in Malawi have had the honor of working with Liverpool for many years. Um, and um, we have been key to the COVID response in Malawi by assisting the Malawi government uh, in its national response. Together, uh, we have shared experience, expertise, um, and insight on how best to support resilience outcomes and recovery from this and the next pandemic. We have had and have seen the global impact of uh, uh, COVID-19. And whilst Malawi is different uh, to the United Kingdom, our young age structure, uh, low levels of urbanization and limited mobility uh, between urban and rural communities uh, has meant that the impact of COVID in Malawi has been limited compared to other parts of the world. Nonetheless, uh, we too have suffered uh, loss of friends and family and disruption to lives and livelihoods. So the Pandemic Institute offers an opportunity for a coherent approach to identifying these uh, learning opportunities and to apply this learning um, around the world to better prepare us all for the next uh, global health uh, threat. 
We now have an opportunity to harness this uh, shared experience and to utilize connections we all now have and to respond together. Global collaboration should be at the heart of uh, our long road to recovery, uh, and the Institute will be invaluable uh, in uh, coordinating and informing, informing us all. Thank you. Thank you, Professor Mwandumba. The Institute will, of course, play a key role in helping to shape patient care so that all health authorities and organisations across the globe will be better prepared for future pandemics. Our next guest is someone who knows all too well the harsh realities of treating patients who have contracted COVID. Dr Stacey Todd works here in Liverpool as an NHS clinician. She's been on the front line in dealing with the pandemic. Welcome, Dr Todd. Thanks very much, Emma, and thank you, everyone, for inviting me here to this exciting day. So I am an NHS consultant based here at Liverpool University Hospital Trust and a clinical researcher in COVID and other areas. Liverpool is home to one of the UK's five high-consequence infectious disease units, and this is integrated into our routine clinical service. It's where we worked with some of the very first COVID cases anywhere in the UK, and it's where we've subsequently gone on to treat thousands of patients across the last 18 months. I've been working with patients on the front line delivering care, but I've also been working in research, developing, delivering drug treatments, diagnostics and vaccine studies. And I've seen the phenomenal difference that research can make to our everyday clinical practice over the last 18 months. However, I don't think that can take away from the devastating impact that we've seen that COVID's made for us as individuals, both as clinicians, but for our patients, for their families and for the communities as a whole. And also the devastation, devastating toll it's taken on some of our clinical colleagues and the workforce that's just going to continue for many years to come. Through this experience, I'm thoroughly committed and passionate to building on this expertise and experience to really try to provide um, a resilient healthcare system. And I think the Pandemic Institute provides that opportunity for us here in Liverpool, nationally and internationally, to have that opportunity for research and innovation. And really trying to take that through rapidly and quickly into healthcare systems to make changes for patients on the front line. The NHS and the care sector has been a central part of our community and continues to be so. And this is part of our recovery from COVID-19. But now is the time to make these systems even more resilient so that we don't see the wave of devastation over the last 18 months when the future pandemics come. Thank you very much. <clears throat> Thank you, Dr. Todd. Our final speaker this morning is someone who needs no introduction. He's achieved global recognition for his work in one of the industries hit hardest by the pandemic. He's the founder of Circus, responsible for some of the most exciting club events in the country. He worked closely with the city on the events research programme last spring, which provided key evidence in helping bring back large-scale events safely. So he basically helped bring back dancing to the city and to the UK. Ladies and gentlemen, our final panellist is, of course, DJ Youssef. Um, <clears throat> Uh, good morning, everyone. My name is uh, Youssef. I'm a DJ, producer, record label owner, and in this instance, an events organiser from the city of Liverpool. I've been running my events in Liverpool for over, well, almost 20 years this year. And 
during the pandemic, obviously, my business is completely closed overnight. We were famously the first to shut, and more recently, the very last to, last to open. So during that period, I took it upon myself to kind of use my uh, energy, enthusiasm, contacts, and find a way to kind of keep my self-esteem intact during a really, really difficult time. So I started uh, getting in touch with my local MP, and which led to Liverpool Council, which led to central government. Now, we were kind of talking to Liverpool Council to say, look, surely there's got to be, at some point, some um, events to restart within the city. Um, and, and of course, with the amazing infrastructure Liverpool already had, with the, testing, uh, the mass testing scenario, Liverpool was, was ready for it. So when Liverpool Council got the nod that they were, the, one, the number was one in 500, we got the call up to say, okay, you've been in touch with us, would you like to kind of take part in the government um, event restart program? We were like, yes, of course, we would be absolutely honored to. By the way, you have three weeks to do it, which was um, daunting. And in retrospect, was someone told me, everything we had to achieve within three weeks, we probably would have said no, because the amount of work, effort, and I have to say, incredible amount of collaboration we had with Liverpool Council, or the scientists, or the academics. And obviously, my, my team uh, mentioned Richard McGuinness, my business partner, Sam Newsom from Tech UK, who's the best um, production person in the UK. What I mean by that is someone who builds the events. And also, importantly, the collaboration from the, the people of Liverpool and the, the clubbers that came along, every single one of them was not only on side and super happy to take part in these events, to be out raving again for the first time in um, you know, 16 or 17 months, but they were also really at ease with all the testing which was, which was required of them. Like when, when they came to the front door, everybody was well prepared. Everybody had, um, had um, the lateral flow tests or, or, or a bulb or a PCR, depending on what they can get hold of. But um, I just want to say, once people came inside, we were expecting some sort of resistance uh, in terms of people being back together again, because, of course, it was going to be a very unusual experience after so many months of nothing. But the people ran in, screaming and shouting, you know, literally whooping in the air, going absolutely nuts, so happy to see everybody. And it was a um, completely magical moment, especially for me, for the people of Liverpool, the council, we all collaborated, and it was, um, it was incredible. And just, just to close, one thing that we, we've taken from this is not only we are able to do it, and we're able to kind of prove that um, your average customer in the streets is completely cool to get a test to go into mass events, since events opened in, in a few months ago, with no requirement for any lateral flow tests, largely all the major event uh, organisers across the Northwest and across the, the UK, really, particularly in Liverpool, we've been requesting people to have lateral flow tests, and there's, there's been absolutely no resistance to it whatsoever. Even at Parklake on Saturday, which was 80,000 people a day, every single person there had a lateral flow test or the QR code to come in. And it was, it was amazing to see, you know, 18-year-old kids all the way up to kind of 40-year-olds like, like me. Everyone is cool with this kind of new requirement to be able to kind of move forward. And once they're inside, people feel safe. And they're all raving together again, having a wonderful time. And honestly, it's never felt better. Thank you. Thank you, Youssef. 
There are, of course, many others who've been instrumental in the setting up and creation of this institute, and many of them are here in the audience with us today. So I'd now like to reach out to some of our guests to get their thoughts on the significance of the institute. Let's first of all hear from Professor Callum Semple, Professor of Child Health and Outbreak Medicine at the University of Liverpool and a consultant at Older Hay Children's Hospital. Callum. and the hospitals, we sent 26 people out there and brought back 26 medals uh, from the Queen for doing that work. And also we stayed out there afterwards. It was a culture of delivering after the event. This was not colonial practice. We stayed out there and we looked after the survivors and that's been recognised by Commonwealth Awards so that it's the people involved here. Many of them actually have come back and trained in Liverpool picking up diplomas in tropical medicine and higher specialist training and picking up clinical pharmacologists from Sierra Leone in, in the Royal. Um, going forward, Liverpool delivered on the data required to support the events research programme. Liverpool delivered on the clinical characterisation of the virus. We, we were the ones that uh, were the first publications after the Wuhan reports. What does this disease look like in the West? And that was again, it was Liverpool teams that delivered on that. And then we took the clinical samples and rather than doing the research here and keeping it to ourselves, the first 400 samples that came to the hubs in Glasgow and Liverpool were sent to Portland Down to NIBS to make global standards. So we've shown expertise in working globally and also supporting the national, national response. We've been generous in our characteristics. We've shown we can deliver. We've shown we can have a wide outlook. I'm delighted to be involved in this and uh, wish us all the very best success. Thank you very much. We're also joined this morning by the Metro Mayor, Steve Rotherham. Steve. Thanks. Um, the one word I think everyone on the panel and Callum has just spoken about is collaboration. And the Liverpool City region is about collaboration. It's six local authority areas, six councils and 1.6 million people all working together to see whether we can maximise and optimise some of the fantastic assets that we have in the Liverpool city region. And where we are today is a manifestation of that. That was ourselves and Liverpool City Council with Tony taking the council forward to look at what we needed to do for the next generation of buildings and then what we could put in those buildings. And this collaboration, and thanks very much Daniel for the 10 million pounds. <laughs> Hopefully there's more to come. Because <laughs> you are on camera when you're nodding your head. <laughs> um, it, it's, it's, it's a fantastic and totemic symbol of the renaissance of Liverpool and the city region. And this is something that, as we've done in the past, Liverpool is outward looking and has helped the rest of the world uh, with this pandemic institute. That's exactly what the ambitions of this are, not just for the people here, but for everywhere across the globe. Thanks.
Thanks, Steve. The Chief Executive of Liverpool City Council, Tony Reeves, is also with us today. Tony. Thank you. It's great to be here. Um, I think this all started for me um, with the, the pragmatic approach that we took working with the Metro Mayor and other politicians locally to um, going into Tier 3 so quickly last autumn, and that captured the government's imagination. So we were then shortly afterwards asked to pilot mass testing, the first city in the Western world to do so. I got a phone call on a Sunday afternoon. We stood up mass testing across the city the following Friday. And that didn't happen by chance. That happened because of the, the, the practical collaboration across a whole range of organisations. And that collective boldness to act, to not see barriers, but to take decisions and make, make things happen. And when you, when you have the, the strength of assets that we have in our academic institutions and the scientific expertise that we have here in Liverpool, and then bring that all together, then not only does that create a fantastic opportunity to reinforce Liverpool's increasingly important role in health and life sciences, which is huge economic as well as well-being benefits in the long run, but it also creates the opportunity to really tackle the sorts of issues that are holding our city and city region back in terms of tackling health inequality, which this devastating virus has, has sort of shown all too, all too well is still a very significant issue for us. So this won't just benefit the world. We believe that collaboration and the engagement we have with our local communities all the way through this process will enable much better outcomes locally and put them on the map in all sorts of ways. I'm really, really delighted to be part of this, and so is the council. Thanks, Tony. We're also delighted to say that Rafaela Kane is in the audience today. She's the Professor of Healthcare Leadership and the Pro Vice-Chancellor of the Faculty of Health at Liverpool's John Moores University, Rafaela. Good morning. Thank you, Gemma. Uh, incredibly proud to be here, as everybody else has, has mentioned. Um, I think you, we've heard about the livelihoods impacted and the devastation caused, not just locally, but globally. I think it's important that we remember that many of our communities globally are still responding uh, to this. There are many disparities um, around the world. And of course, we're recovering in many different ways um, in all aspects of, uh, in every part of the globe. So I think recognizing the impact that collaborative research has where we bring our best scientists together from right around the globe to work on the different phases that are um, visible right now and to work, as we've said already, on the prevention um, of this devastation in the future. Thank you very much. Thanks, Raphaela. The Director of Liverpool School of Tropical Medicine, Professor David Lalu, has been a key figure in the formation of the Pandemic Institute, and he is here with us as well, David. So good morning, and I think we've just heard, I think, why this is a unique, uh, a unique uh, initiative. Now, when we have a kind of civic, civic engagement, we have collaborative research, and we have health systems within the city that will work together, I, I think the Pandemic Institute is in a fantastic place to make a big difference. Uh, we, of course, in, in LSTM are based in Liverpool, but our focus is, is global. Uh, and we've worked for over 125 years on, on health problems and infections in the tropics. 
Uh, and I think this pandemic has taught us really that this is, a, you know, we are now in a connected, uh, a connected environment. The world is closely connected, and what happens overseas affects us in the UK and our communities intimately. Uh, and so I hope that LSTM bring its expertise of working with communities uh, and working around the world to make a, a major difference in collaboration uh, for, to avoid the next pandemic and to make sure that we can, that we can avoid uh, the situation we're in now in the future. Thanks, David. Now, we heard the powerful testimony of Dr. Todd earlier on this morning. Now, let's hear from some of her colleagues. Firstly, the new CEO at Liverpool University Hospital's NHS Foundation Trust, Sir David Dalton. Well, I have to say I'm in my second week in role, um, so I do want to acknowledge the contribution of um, many others within the, the Trust uh, to, this, uh, to this venture. But I would like to say a couple of things about what attracted me to, um, to, to undertake the role of the Trust. And firstly, that is the spirit of partnership that you find in, in this city. Um, and I've already found that in the conversations that I've had in this, uh, in this last week. And second is the can-do attitude. That when leaders, uh, whether they're from the public sector, from industry, uh, come together within this city and say, we will do this. This is the sort of thing that happens, the development of uh, this institute. So I'm delighted to, uh, to, to be in the city and uh, I hope to be contributing uh, with colleagues uh, from the Trust in, uh, in, in this particular venture uh, and, and, uh, and others uh, across the, the city region. Thank you. Thank you, Sir David. And now let's hear from his director of strategy, Claire Morgan. Claire. Thank you, everybody. So following on from David and, and Stacey, our hospitals are delighted to be part of the Pandemic Institute as a founding partner. As you will have heard, what we have gone through as a, a trust, as a city, has been phenomenal through four waves, where we have numbers now that are equivalent to where we are in the first wave and we continue to respond and we continue to manage. But our hospitals have been at the forefront of response, treatment, but of research. Research has brought us out of this pandemic, and so we are delighted to be part of the Pandemic Institute. Thank you, Claire. Liverpool's Director of Public Health, Matthew Ashton, has worked with all partners throughout the pandemic and he too will be part of the Institute going forwards. Matthew. Thank you. So we've all been so badly affected by the pandemic, haven't we? With significant impacts on health, well-being, inequalities, our communities and of course the economy. And likely with the ripple effects to be felt for years to come. But the good news is the Pandemic Institute absolutely gives us the opportunity to bring together the skills, the experience, the expertise that we all have in this room and beyond to the benefit of Liverpool, Liverpool City Region and the rest of the, of the world as we prepare for pandemics of the future. And I'm absolutely delighted to be part of it. Thank you. Next to Professor Ian Buchan, the Chair in Public Health and Clinical Informatics and Executive Dean at the University of Liverpool. Thank you. There are, there are many lessons from COVID-19. We've been hearing some of them in the room this morning. I'm 
very struck that we have some profound lessons where Liverpool led the way to shine the light on those gaps. The pandemic threats do not wait for committees nationally to make decisions. They do not have the same consequences in all parts of society as we see at the moment from the acceleration of grave inequalities. We can do better if the whole is greater than its sum of parts. You so have described our responses building on the resources of a swarm of science and society to look not only at the threats of the virus, but at the threats to social fabric, a wider economy, mental health, of parts of our society being locked down. So the system of pandemic resilience requires understanding in time, place, and person. Great science moving in, but grasping those amazing partnerships. And I have been humbled by the way people have come together in a purpose-led swarm, taking risks. The call to arms last November of evaluating rapid antigen testing for the whole of a city when that was a difficult topic. There were some deep research questions to answer quickly. So we had to come together and take some risks. We had to be brave for society and use the evidence and evolve that evidence. And that is a rare deliverable from COVID-19. I'm delighted that the Pandemic Institute is here to make the whole greater than its sum of parts for society. Let's get the thoughts of the city. First of all, from the Chair of Liverpool Place Partnership, Stephen Calverthwaite. Stephen. Thank you. Good, good morning, everyone. <clears throat> um, I'm slightly humbled, to be honest, to be in the room today with uh, so many brilliant uh, minds. So this is fantastic, the Pandemic Institute, uh, to be based in Liverpool. The Liverpool Place Partnership is, is about private sector-led uh, delegation promoting the city region as a place to invest. Uh, working very, very closely with our public sector colleagues as well. And I think Steve and Tony have both used the word collaboration. And collaboration is absolutely at the heart of what the Pandemic Institute is. It's a fantastic example for us and gives us a real opportunity to continue to sell Liverpool on that international stage as a place to invest. So it's wonderful to have the Pandemic Institute based here. Great. Thank you. Let's finally hear from Colin Sinclair, the Chief Executive Officer of Knowledge Core to Liverpool and Scientech Developments. Uh, good morning. I'll, I'll do a C-spit as well, if you want. <laughs> <laughs> you know, flying back from a business trip to China, I think it was Christmas 2019. Rachel's blushing a bit here because Rachel thinks we were the super spreaders of this global <laughs> pandemic. Nobody at that point, you know, that's not that long ago in history, and nobody would have appreciated the scale of the pandemic, the devastation in you know, human lives and economic that we were about to encounter. But one of the, the greatest things, I think, for, for so many of us in this room is Liverpool's response. Liverpool's response not only matched the scale of the pandemic, but brought innovation, I mean Ian's just talked about that, but innovation that you couldn't possibly have believed. And you know that, that collaboration, that partnership, that innovation has brought us here with great support from, from Daniel. 
And so this is globally facing, but I think the really big thing that this will achieve for Liverpool, city and city region, in fact all of the UK regional cities is we can really use this to help with health inequalities. And we can not only do that in our own patch, but across the globe. So I think if this is proof that we can meet the biggest of challenges, rise to them, and that Liverpool can really lead the way. So yeah, I'm really proud of, of where everybody here has, has brought us. Thank you. And that's for a seat as well. fantastic contributions and insights from our guests there so thank you to all of you and thank you to you for attending this morning's breakfast launch we are aware that coming together after such a long time might have been a challenge for many of you so we really do appreciate it and we believe the formation and establishment of this pandemic institute is such a significant achievement that we really wanted to share with you. Please do spread the word about the Pandemic Institute on social media and you will of course be hearing much more about the Institute and its work in the future.